Well, good to be back. Good to see your faces this morning. I, the Lord has put a message on my heart. I didn't, I didn't know it was going to go uh, quite in this direction, but this, this very well may be one of the most important messages that that you've heard uh, from this guy, and uh, hopefully more from him than from me. Uh, go ahead and turn to Proverbs this morning. Remember, although we have the verses on the screen, really want to encourage you to bring your own Bible so that you can write notes and circle things or bring a notepad. And we, we do have uh, notes available as you come in uh, so that you can look at it and take these, take these truths back home and read them and meditate on them and pray over them. Proverbs chapter 3 and welcome to those who are joining us on Zoom this morning or watching later online. So good to have you with us. Proverbs chapter 3, one verse this morning, verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. You know, sometimes verses, I think, can become too familiar. I mean, we all know what this says. And we all know what it means, right? We need to trust God more in our lives. Next verse. But when we do that, if we do that, especially here, uh, I, I think we walk away from probably the most important principle in the whole Bible. This verse right here is critical, absolutely critical in the lives of of believers, followers of Jesus. It is the very foundation of our relationship with God. Getting this can mean the difference between living the abundant life that Jesus said he came to give us uh, and living a mediocre life or worse. Uh, the difference between living in peace and hope versus anxiety and fear. Uh, the difference between really experiencing the personal, supernatural working of God in our lives. Uh, things that, that not only uh, encourage us and, and build a sense of awe in us and, and give us testimonies to share with others. Um, but but difference between that and, and just simply being religious, right? Let me show you just how foundational and important this is. To do that, we're going to go all the way back to the beginning, all the way back to Genesis. Go ahead, turn to chapter 3 this morning. I want to entitle the message, With All Your Heart. With All Your Heart. Genesis chapter 3, verse 1. Now the serpent was more crafty than the other beasts of the field that the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, now you realize this is Satan indwelling this creature, okay? And he said to the woman, did God actually say you shall not eat of any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but God said you, not, you shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden, neither shall you touch it lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate, 
And she also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate. And we know the results of those actions, don't we? Sin came into the world, and mankind has been suffering the effects of that ever since. Now let me ask you this morning, what was the serpent's, the devil's ploy here? What was he trying to do? You will not surely die, for when God, for God knows that when you eat of that, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. What was he trying to do? He was trying to erode Eve's trust in God, wasn't he? And he succeeded, didn't he? Yes. Lost my place here. And then what? Verse 6. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eyes, and the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. So not only did Eve not trust God, right? What did she do? She leaned on her own understanding, didn't she? She leaned on her own understanding. And those two things, that lack of trust in God and leaning on her own understanding, plunged the human race into darkness and spiritual death and the evil that we see in the world today. Is this an important topic or what? Right? And then, the Bible says, she gave some to her husband and he ate. Now here's what I'm thinking. Either Adam looks at his wife... And he says to himself, wait a minute, God said if we ate from that tree, we would surely die, and there she is alive. So maybe Adam questioned whether God told him the truth. See how it affected his trust in God, right? Or he says to himself, oh boy, she's a goner, and now I'm going to have to live the rest of my life alone again with just the animals and stuff, and I don't want it. Wait a minute. Maybe if I eat two, yeah, God's not going to take us both out, right? What happened? Not only doesn't he trust God to handle the situation, he takes matters into his own hands, leaning, what, on his own understanding, didn't he? Do you see how important this is? Let's look at the opposite end of the spectrum. How are we saved? How are we saved? How do we get cleansed from sin? Redeemed, reconciled to God, adopted as His children, filled with His Spirit, partakers, become partakers of this covenant of grace that we're in. How do we do that? John 3.16, right? Whosoever believes in Him doesn't perish, but has eternal life. What are we doing? We're trusting God. Because he tells us in his gospel, this is what my son came to do for you. He came to die on the cross for you. That will cleanse you from your sins and bring you into this covenant. And what do we? We trust that and we receive Jesus as our Savior. And we are, what? Gloriously saved. Why? Because we trusted him. Right? See the difference? It's the same theme. Think about it. If you know your Bible, 
It's the same theme recorded over and over and over again. Abraham believed God and became a father at 100 years old and his wife was 90. Can we say well beyond the years of that being a possibility, right? It was an, it was an impossibility. It was a miracle, right? Isaac, the child of God's promise who would grow into a nation that brought forth the Messiah, right? Wonderful promises. But when Abraham took matters into his own hands, he and Sarah both, right? What happened? They got Ishmael. And if you haven't noticed, Isaac and Ishmael are still fighting over in the Middle East to this day, right? That war has been going on forever and will be until Jesus comes back, okay? Moses, Moses trusted God. Right? And because of that, delivered a race of slaves out of the most powerful nation in the world at that time. But when he allowed his anger to get the better of him, took matters in his own hands, he disqualified himself from going into the promised land. David trusted God and defeated the giant Goliath, this little kid, right? Little teenager defeated this nine-foot-tall, humongous, battle-trained, hardened giant. The the start of David's wildly successful military career and, and ascension to be king of Israel. David also took matters into his own hands, the situation with Bathsheba, right? And even though he found forgiveness from the Lord, Uh, Can we say it brought trouble into his family for years and years to come? And David was really never the same after that. He lost his sense of confidence. Esther trusted God and saved the whole nation of Israel from destruction. Mary trusted God with her future, right? She could have been stoned to death. She could have lost everything, her reputation, etc. And she became the mother of the Son of God and Savior of the world. Over and over and over in the Bible we see when people put their trust in God, common people, everyday people, weak people, put their trust in God, supernatural, impossible things happened. Well beyond ability and expectation. And when they instead did not trust but leaned on their own understanding, Problems, problems, at least, sometimes disastrous results. You and I have to understand that this is not some, simply some nice, encouraging verse. Trust the Lord. You can do it. Right? No, this, <laughs> this, this, this is how we come into a relationship with God. And this is one of the biggest ongoing facets of that relationship with Him. Night and day difference. Night and day difference. Now, let's get real. I like being real. You like being real? Sometimes. Um, this is not easy. This is, this is not some switch we're all going to throw today at the end of service. I'm going to throw that switch and I'm going to arrive. Not going to happen. At least it hasn't happened for me. This is not easy, right? 
Experience tells me this is something that is going to be worked out over and over and over in our lives, in this situation, in that situation. Am I going to trust Him with all my heart, or am I going to lean on my own understanding? Will I walk in the Spirit, or will I walk in the flesh? These are the decisions that you and I are going to make our entire Christian lives until He comes back and everything changes. And these are the things that will determine whether we see God's glory in the land of the living or simply more examples of how human beings got in their own way. Can I get a witness? Again, it's not easy. Let's look at some of the hindrances this morning to trusting in the Lord with all of our heart. Number one, but. But. I know that's what God says in the Bible, but we ever said that? We ever thought that? See, there are times, aren't there? Let's be honest, where, where it just makes a lot more sense to do things the way I think they should be done, to lean on our own understanding, right? Or maybe we just plain want to do it our way. Hmm. Like David, we don't trust God to give us what we think we have to have, and so we go out and get it for ourselves. Ouch. Or we know what God says to do for the best results, but maybe we give our emotions charge over us like Moses. Or maybe I'm the only one when another person has frustrated me or offended me that instead of, uh, you know, when the Holy Spirit reminds me to turn the other cheek, um, to overcome evil with good, to forgive and all that good stuff, who has decided instead to say what I was thinking right there on the top of my head. That's probably just me. And that's always so helpful, isn't it? Always so helpful. Just just say what's on your mind. Yeah, how's that working for us? But, number two, how about time? How about time? Time's a killer, isn't it? Waiting on God to fulfill His promise. Waiting on God to move in our lives. Abraham and Sarah waited 25 years for God's explicit promise of a child to come from them. How many think that's a pretty long time to wait on God? 25 years. How many have found it hard to wait 25 minutes? Right? 25 years, right? Where is he? David said that in the Psalms. Where are you, God? You know, I'm waiting. 25 years. And about halfway through, they decided they needed to help God out. How many have never done that? Oh, it's quiet in here. You didn't see my hand go up either, did you? Okay, just so we're all on the same page. Right? They decided to help God out, and again, Isaac and Ishmael. It's hard to wait, isn't it? And number three, like time, the other thing is circumstances. Often getting 
worse. Let me know what I'm talking about, right? King Saul in 1 Samuel 13 was supposed to wait for the prophet Samuel to come and offer the sacrifice before they went into the battle against the Philistines. But guess what? The Philistines had mustered this army and they were starting to move in and Samuel's nowhere in sight. David says, you know, because his men were getting, you know, shaky and some of them started running away. So I got to do something. I got to do the sacrifice myself. And Samuel comes on the scene and says, what's, what's, what's going on here? Right? Cost Saul his kingdom, didn't it? He wouldn't wait. Circumstances getting worse can kind of make us feel like. If somebody said it again the other day, I was talking to somebody that we, you know, we bring our problems up to the altar, you know, and then we kind of slip them in our back pocket as we walk away because we didn't really, yeah. We, we, we feel closed in. i I, I got to do something here, right? Circumstances. And number four, and this is the saddest of all because it's so unnecessary, lack of knowledge. Lack of knowledge. We don't really know who God is or what He says, what His promises are, why? Because we're not seeking Him in prayer. We're not seeking Him through this book to see who he is, to see his faithfulness, to see how he treats his own, to see his promises for us when we get into situations. We're not in there. We don't know what it says. We don't know what to stand upon as we wait, right? Because we're not taking the time. A word full of descriptions of who he is and what he does and how faithful he's been and the promises that he has for his children. Therefore, what are we left with? Our own understanding. And that's what we lean on. Right? And that's just, again, so unnecessary. It's all in here. Right? Ignorance, alternatives, time, circumstances. We're going to face all of these things, aren't we? Yeah, we are. They're real. And we're going to face them our whole Christian lives. Things that are going to influence those important decisions. Am I going to trust with all my heart or am I going to lean on my own understanding? But please hear me this morning. I don't always do it right. I don't always do it right. Sometimes I lean on my own understanding and take matters into my own hands. I have to make choices like you each and every day. Trust in the Lord or lean on my own understanding. And I believe that it's done that way on purpose. Follow me. Look what Peter says, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. He says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to His mercy, He has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice, even though now, for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials. 
so that the tested genuineness of your faith, see that phrase? The tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes through it, is tested by fire, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. The testing of our faith through trials and difficulties and challenges that not only reveal where our hearts are truly at, where our trust is truly at, but here, here's the key. All these things give us opportunities to see the rewards of our trust. All the trials, all the challenges, all the difficulties are opportunities to see the rewards of our trust, to see the glory of God in our lives. Every single one of them. To see our faith strengthened and increased. I trusted God in that and look what He did. How much has that emboldened us the next time to trust in Him, right? The faith builds, the trust builds, the confidence builds. And resulting, too, in what Peter says is praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Another translation says, when Jesus Christ is revealed. I think that has a double meaning. Let's say you put your trust in the Lord in a real difficult situation, right? And, and, and God miraculously comes through. Does that result in praise and honor and glory, right, when that happens to, to Him? Absolutely, right? And the reality of Jesus in your life is revealed not only to you, but to others, right? As they see God moving. He is revealed in that situation with praise and glory and honor. And resulting also um, when he is finally revealed as King of kings and Lord of lords to everybody of all time, won't that result in praise and glory and honor to him then as well? Absolutely. Absolutely. So God gives us these opportunities so that so that we might see His glory and be strengthened in our faith, in our Christian lives. So, let's bring it down. How do we trust in the Lord with all our hearts? We, we see the difficulties we face. How do we do this? First of all, we must see Him for who He is. And that comes from this book. Right? That comes from the revelation of who God is to our hearts by the Holy Spirit through His Word. There is just no two ways about it. Right, Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Okay, We must seek Him in His Word. we got to know who He is, not only sovereign and almighty, but faithful to His children. It's in here over and over and over. We must find those promises for our lives to stand on in our difficulties and our challenges. Number two, we must seek Him in prayer, right? In everything, by prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known unto God. And the Bible says, then the peace of God that passes all understanding will come. It doesn't come in an instant, I will tell you that, right? But it will come. It's God's word, God's promise. And number three, and Kate touched on this this morning, we must encourage one another. 
we must encourage one another. We're not alone here. God made us a body. We, this, this Christian life that Jesus created, right, was meant to be lived in community. There's no two ways about that either. I don't have to go to church to be a Christian. No, you can be a Christian on your own in the woods, but you can't live like one. Because the Christian life was designed around community. Right? Men's groups, ladies' groups, small groups, coming together, sharing with each other, walking it out together, encouraging one another, praying for one another. Community is deeply important. Because there's times that it's just, it's hard to pray. We need other people to pray for us, pray us through, you know? Encouraging one another, Ephesians 5.19, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord in your heart, right? Encouraging others with promises from God's Word, uh, the words of songs written by others, expressions of faith and testimonies that come through song. All that we might sing in our hearts and give thanks to God. Doing what? Expressing our trust in this God who has shown himself faithful in his word and in the lives of other people. Let me close with this. My favorite verse in the Amplified Bible, which expounds, the Amplified Bible expounds on the meaning of the original uh, Hebrew and Greek words and phrases. This is what he says in Hebrews 13, verse 5. For he has said, listen to these words, I will never under any circumstances desert you, nor give you up, nor leave you without support, nor will I in any degree leave you helpless, nor will I forsake you or let you down or relax my hold on you, assuredly not. That is God's promise to us. We need to see him that way. Hold on. Hold on through the time, through the challenges, through the circumstances, through the naysayers. Hold on. Because he is faithful. Amen? We can trust in him with all our hearts. Let's make those decisions. Are you going through a difficult time in your life? Are you going through, I, I, I don't know what's going on. I don't know why it's going on. I don't know why God's allowing this. I don't, I don't understand it, right? Hold on. Hold on. As uh, Carmen said in his song, it might seem like Friday night, speaking of the crucifixion, but Sunday's on the way. Resurrection's coming. The defeat of death in the grave is coming. You might be in a Friday night right now. But God's got a Sunday morning for you. And if somebody else is going through it, speak to them in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Encourage them. Come alongside. We need each other. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, Thank you 
for being here this morning. Thank you for this message that you put on my heart. Lord, make it stick. Make it stick. Help us, Lord, as we face challenges. If we're not in them now, we will be. Help us to make the decision to trust you with all of our hearts and not lean on our own understanding that we might see the supernatural working of God in our lives. Just put it in your hands, Lord. Draw us by your Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray.